This is the Quick Slants Podcast. What's up, Packers fans, and welcome back to the Quick Slants Podcast at Game on Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Perrone. You can find Game on Wisconsin at Game on WI. Here we are, Victory Monday. The Packers get a huge road win in Tampa against the Buccaneers. They win a very low-scoring defensive battle, 14-12, holding off a Tom Brady-led comeback attempt at the end of this game and stymieing a two-point try to tie the game. An excellent play by Devondre Campbell. And the Packers are winners and improved to 2-1, and one, get a huge win on the road, a big win in the NFC and one that, frankly, was in front of them for the taking based on the circumstances with some of the players that didn't didn't play. Let's talk about how this game went. The Packers survive and thrive on the back of, and I guess I'll add the back, the shoulders, the arms of their defense, who were absolutely brilliant all day. And I mean, like, with the survived with their last breath because the Packers on offense did absolutely nothing the last 10 times they touched the ball 10 straight possessions over three quarters on the road against the Buccaneers who just won a Super Bowl two years ago and still end up winning the game after scoring touchdowns on two straight drives with eight minutes left in the first half they have a fumble three punts an interception four more punts and then the kneel down to end the game if you had told anybody that was how it was going to go you assume the Packers get blown out by the Buccaneers at home, on the road, uh, in Tampa. I mean, the Packers went 38 minutes without adding points. They somehow still won this game, which was incredible. Now, even though the, the Bucs didn't have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, it's still Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And they still have a very good defense that was capable of taking care of the Packers and what the Packers trotted out there on offense. And especially given what Green Bay did offensively, the, the, the Buccaneers' defense probably could have done a lot better. And the Packers were also missing a couple of guys. They didn't have receiver Sammy Watkins, who was placed on injured reserve. They didn't have rookie Christian Watson. There goes your deep threat. But the Packers did have and got back for the first time since the end of last season, left tackle David Bakhtiari, who rotated in at left tackle with Josh Nyman. The plan was to limit Bakhtiari's snaps, so that was the game plan going in. It looks like both survived. They did okay. The offensive line, a much more preferred version of it, allowed just one sack on the day. But Aaron Rodgers was also under a little bit of pressure in this game, and Green Bay was only able to manage 67 yards on 25 carries on the ground. It was a good old-fashioned defensive battle, and the Packers' defense was, in a word, masterful. Absolutely phenomenal in a game where they had to be. Because the offense did what it has done so many times before. It went into total and utter hibernation following a mistake. The fumble by Aaron Jones early in the third quarter. We'll talk about that in a minute. But after allowing a field goal on the opening drive, the Packers' defense gets six straight stops. They allowed a field goal, and then they forced three straight punts before the touchdown of the late drive. So they get they get six straight stops, they give up a field goal, three straight punts, and then the touchdown they give up at the end of the game. They were in Brady's face all day. They got three sacks, two by Kenny Clark, who is having a monster season. So good up front. Jerron Reed recovers a fumble. There was another sack by Rashawn Gary. Gary is a force up there. If Preston Smith wasn't getting held all day and, and it wasn't being called, by the way, he would have gotten in on the sack party as well. 
Packers gave up just 34 yards on 14 carries and forced two turnovers, two fumbles on the day. Just fantastic. Hats off to that defense who played their asses off. Hats off to Joe Barry for what he did to get his defense prepared. Hats off to Brian Gutekunst for drafting Quay Walker, who has been so good. Quay forced one of those two fumbles, gets in there. He is flying around. He is fast. He is becoming a, a bit of an equalizer. And I think as he grows, by the time we get to the end of this season, the Packers defense is going to be really churning and burning. If everyone stays healthy and Quay Walker is learning as he goes and he's got all these additional games worth of experience under his belt come the end of the season, if the Packers are able to do something special, Quay Walker is going to be a big part of it. The defense was fantastic. I tweeted after the game, Aaron Rodgers should get every single defensive player a golf cart. I think he got his offensive line golf carts as gifts for Christmas a couple seasons ago. I think he owes everybody on defense a golf cart because the offense did absolutely nothing. And on the Jones fumble, here we are back in Tampa where I, I, I don't know I don't know what goes on in Tampa Bay with Aaron Rodgers throughout his career. He's been on several different versions of the Packers teams that have played just some awful games there. They went in there and played in a winless Bucks team in 2009 and handed them their first victory. That was a, a, a team that had Charles Woodson on defense, some really Clay Matthews, just some really good players that they had no business losing and they lose. Rodgers throws a pick six. He threw a pick six in the game two years ago in 2020 after they got up 14 points. So when the Packers had that 14-point lead, I was like, here we go again. This script seems to play itself out and the narratives where the Packers don't play well. Aaron Rodgers doesn't play well in Florida. He doesn't play well in Tampa. But they're up 14-3. to They're deep in Tampa territory. They're on the five-yard line and staring at taking a 21-3 to lead and really starting to, to force the Bucs to, to not do anything that they want to do. To go up 21-3 near halftime, get the ball back to start the second half. The Packers started out on defense. And Aaron Jones takes a short pass at the Tampa two-yard line and, of course, promptly fumbles the ball into the end zone. Bucks recover, right? You knew the offense was going to be up against it. They just don't respond well to things like this. But the Packers' defense was up to the task. And fortunately kept Tampa from doing anything. They forced a fumble of their own and ended up getting the ball back. But the Packers offense at that point makes like Houdini and just disappears for the rest of the day. The entire rest of the day. They weren't able to turn those two turnovers they got into any points. And Jones just doesn't put the ball on the ground, but there's something about that building in Tampa that makes the Packers do really odd, really bad things. The, the Aaron Rodgers interception was awful. It was a terrible throw. Terrible throw. I don't know what Rodgers, you know, I don't know that he's ever thrown any interception at Lambeau Field as bad as some of the throws he has made in Tampa. Uh, we may never know why. But this offense does, after a deflating moment, they, they roll in a ball and suddenly they can't do anything. They're off rhythm. They're calling timeouts early in the half. They can't run the ball. They're getting beat up front when they weren't before. I talked during the preseason about this team needing some metal, some moxie. And we have yet to see it on offense. The defense showing up big time. But these young wide receivers and a, a shuffling offensive line, the Packers need to have some grit. They're not going to be the juggernaut and score 40 points per game. That's not who this team is. They might do it a couple times, but those days are over. 
where you can count on Green Bay putting up 35 to 40 a game and just running away and, and outscoring their, their opponent. They're going to have to live through failed drives, turnovers, needing to come back and re- execute and refine their footing when they slip and fall, right? For all the claims that the Packers are front runners and they need things to go their way, they need things to go well, to stay on script, to stay and in, in, in win games, this game did nothing to disprove that narrative on offense. Again, the defense are in their bread. And maybe we're seeing the identity of the 2022 Packers is a defensive-led team that can win games, win big games, when the offense is a no-show or underperforms and can't score much because the defense is going to keep other teams out of the end zone. Last week versus the Bears, the Packers wake up. They have 203 yards rushing. In this game, they had just 67 yards on 25 carries. They threw the ball 27 times. Now, that's, that's balance. That's definitely a balanced offense, but neither facet was good after the second touchdown drive. Matt LaFleur, Adam Stenovich, Aaron Rodgers have a lot to figure out when it comes to facing these good defenses. Now, I know some of you are saying, well, they did. They, they did figure it out. They won this game on the road. They got it done. But 14 points is not going to cut it in most games. Taking a two-hour nap to close out a game isn't going to be the way this team is going to get in the win column very often this season. Now, if you're looking for a silver lining, rookie receiver Romeo Dobbs was the leading receiver for the Packers. Eight catches on all eight targets, caught all eight targets, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Took a hit, held onto the ball, scored a touchdown. He's going to continue to be a bigger part of the game plan, and he looks the part early on. And they needed him. Sammy Watkins is on injured reserve, no Christian Watson. Otherwise, all you've got out there is Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and Juwan Winfrey. So they needed Romeo Dobbs, and he showed up. He made some catches. He made some big big plays in this game. But I can't end the, end the talk about a win in, in on Victory Monday without going back to the biggest positive. The defense was brilliant, and the special teams were, do I, do I say it? They were, they were not just good. They were very good. They covered well. Punter Pat O'Donnell punted extremely well. The Packers pinned Tampa at the two. Kayshawn Nixon with a beautiful downing of the ball. He was excellent on special teams. Rudy Ford, very good in punt coverage. That running into the kicker call in the end zone was crap. The Packers rusher was blocked into the kicker. It should have never been called. I'm not even going to go there with the officiating because the Packers won the game, and I don't need to get my blood boiling. I don't need to get any of your blood boiling. Was not a very well-officiated game. The Packers somehow survived. I have a feeling that we'll be talking about another game like this one where the defense is very good, the offense struggles, but the Packers still find a way to win. Because the defense was fantastic. And I'll say the Packers picked a really good year to be dominant on defense. If they're going to have to live through some of these growing pains and the growth and the changes on offense. And Aaron Rodgers-led offense is struggling to score and find their footing. Not not something we're used to. Injury-wise, there were a few that we'll need to keep an eye on. Jair Alexander left the game early with a groin injury. He did not return those soft tissue injuries. I hope that the Packers were hoping they could get by without having to bring Jair back in the game. He stayed in uniform for a while, and then it was clear he was ruled out and ended the game in street clothes. So the word from the beat reporters was that he was upbeat in the locker room after the game. Hopefully not a long-term issue. But big ups to Rasul Douglas, Eric Stokes, Shamar Jean Charles, Kayshawn Nixon for stepping up big at corner. They played great. The safeties were better. Darnell Savage had a fumble recovery. 
Savage looked like he was in position. Had Devondre Campbell not gotten his hand on that last throw by Brady for the two-point conversion, Savage looked like he was in position and may have knocked it away anyhow. Center Josh Myers left the game late. Looked like potentially he was having some cramping. He was replaced by Jake Hansen, which is a very scary thing to hear myself say, even after the game is over and the Packers have survived it and won. But nonetheless, there were cramps during this game. There were guys getting sick. Alan Lazard got sick on the sideline at one point. It was very hot, over 90 degrees on the field. These early games in Florida are not helpful for a team that doesn't play in that kind of weather very often. So hopefully nothing long-term for either player. I think hopefully both are going to be okay. We'll find out next week when the Packers get ready to play their next game. Next week, they're back home to take on the New England Patriots. New England lost their home opener to the Ravens on Sunday. They fell to one and two. Their quarterback, Mac Jones, hurt his ankle late in that game. It sounds like it's a sprain. His status for next week is up in the air. Something to monitor as they go through the week of practice. It would be Brian Hoyer if Jones is going to be out against the Packers. Now, New England isn't what they used to be. That's still Bill Belichick, but they're not the class of the AFC East anymore. He'll have his team ready on the road, but the Packers are clearly the better team. And they need to keep rolling at home and now during a stretch of games where they've got a really good chance to, to stack up some wins and rack up some wins here. This is after next week against the Patriots. Green Bay travels to London. They take on the Giants. Then it's back home on a normal week's rest. Remember, they declined the early bye. After their London trip, they'll face the Jets at home at Lambeau Field. Then they go on the road and they face Washington, who's had their struggles. They lost to the Eagles on Sunday. And then Green Bay will go to Buffalo and they'll face the Bills. So as far as the the... The next stretch of games here, this is a very winnable series of games for the Packers where they're going to face some teams that just they should beat, they should win against. They've got the advantage of quarterback. They've got a really good defense. As long as they stay healthy, they should get it done. Now, as far as the rest of the division goes from this past Sunday, the Bears survived the Houston Texans in Chicago. They improved to 2-1. and one. The Packers owned the tiebreaker over the Bears. The Vikings beat the Lions on a late touchdown putting themselves also at 2-1 and one after the loss to the Eagles last week. So Minnesota stays atop the division with the head-to-head victory over the Packers. And the Lions are now 1-2 and two and in the cellar. They're very used to being there. But the Lions have looked good, and we'll see if they're going to turn it around and be good. They've been competitive this year, and they haven't gotten run out of the gym. So we'll see. This could end up being a more competitive top three in the division if the Lions and Vikings are going to end up being okay. I don't know. More to come. And more Packers news to come when they resume practice on Wednesday. Of course, Quick Slants will be back next Monday with a recap of the Patriots game and any other news or updates after that time there. So the Packers really, in this game, they're getting their offensive line back. They're getting their more preferred guys up front. I think as David Bakhtiari takes more reps and Elton Jenkins settles in and he takes more reps as well, I think the Packers are going to be in pretty good shape. Would like to see Royce Newman improve. He got turnstiled a couple times, and it's it, the jury is still out on Royce at, at the guard spot there for the Packers. It's, it's going to be something to keep an eye on because he just, he has these moments where it just looks like he's out of place. He's not 100% sure what he should be doing on the, the pressure that he gave up. He was completely turned around. It can happen to any offensive lineman during, during a game. 
And I'm not not saying that there there aren't other guys that might not grade as well. He might end up grading out well in this game. I mean, the Packers only gave up one sack against a really good Tampa front. And I know that Shaq Barrett was still out there. I mean, they don't have some of the guys that they had before. Jason Pierre-Paul's not there anymore, and Dominic Sue isn't there any, any longer. But they still have very good players and a very good secondary and a very good defense. So for anybody that wants to cheapen the victory and say, well, the, the Bucs were without this, this, it's still Tom Brady. And I've said it before, Tom Brady has taken much better receivers than he, or much lesser receivers than he had out there in this game and gone on to do great things, made the playoffs, made deep playoff runs, and probably won Super Bowls if I look, want to look back at the history, but I really frankly don't care to look back through that. So without any further ado, folks, it's a victory Monday. Not a ton to complain about on the defensive side and special teams. The offense really needs to get it together and figure some things out. They've got to figure out how to keep their head in the game when things don't go well. They've got to stop hanging their head, licking their wounds, get back out there, score some points, drive down, score some points, figure out a way to move the ball, figure it out, get it together. Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, Adam Senevich. You got, you got some homework to do for this week. Again, Jason Perrone. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jason Perrone. You can follow Game on Wisconsin at Game on WI. Enjoy the remaining week of content, all the shows that we're going to have here this week, all the, the breakdowns of the game, over, the win over Tampa and Tom Brady. Handing Tampa their first loss in their home opener of the season. They've got a big tiebreaker against the Bucs now going into the rest of this season with a stretch of games that they should win, hopefully, the majority of or all if they can. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy this victory. Have a cold one. Take care of yourself. As always, stay safe and go Pack Go. Off play action. Back to the throw. Prescott with time. Rifles it over the middle. Through the hands of Cooper. Intercepted. Jair Alexander. 20, cutting left, 25-30. He's got an escort to the 35-40. Hurdles a defendant, plus the 50. And into Dallas territory.